Hello out there, you survivors of 2020. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, well, welcome to a new year and a new podcast. My name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show. And joining me as always is Elliot J. O'Neill, the man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing, buddy? Well, 2021, yeah, the third year of the podcast. I mean, this will be coming out fairly late after the third year, really. Wow. Goddamn. Uh, but happy new year, bud. Mm. You know? And happy I've gone out. I go, I've gone out, I've spoken to the people, i found the people, and I've asked them, what do you want? And they've said, more Thrones of Game. <laughs> and I said, that's not how it works. We have like a set number of episodes. Um, we're just going to go through them at our usual rate. And we'll probably run out this year. That also doesn't make any sense to me, but we just watched <laughs> Season 3, Episode 4, entitled Walk of Punishment. Elliot J. O'Neill, what just happened? A whole lot of... <laughs> and then a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, this was a lot of stuff. And I I, I disagree with the snoring sound. I, oh. I do agree it's um some slower parts. But ultimately, I do feel like this is a an episode where a lot happens. Or at least a lot of interesting character dynamics. Uh, when you see the payoff for a lot of these scenes, it's kind of dragging to That's see the setup. True. And there was a lot of setup in this one. There was, but I appreciate the craft of setting that up, even knowing what was coming to some of it. I don't know. I think I just enjoyed a lot of the acting. Yeah, there's some bits that that enhanced future bits, and there's others that just were part of it. And yeah, I don't know. This was a pretty mixed episode for me personally. But again, like the last three acts were fantastic. Uh, I will say, just structurally, this episode did give me a bit of whiplash. It seemed to jump around a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of moving parts. Well, not moving parts, just going from one part to another and. Occasionally very, like, on-the-nose edits. Like, even the first one was, um, you know, who doesn't have to wait? Tyrion, La- I'm sorry, Tywin Lannister. And then mm. I'm like, before it happened, like, smash cut. Yep. <laughs> smash cut to Tywin Lannister. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm- but then you get some other ones that, I don't know. Well, um, we were, I was wondering about how they structure these like vignettes of the show you know to form the episode and yeah i'm glad that they don't do more of that i'm Mm -hmm. glad that it's not like oh this is a delicious wheel of brie smash cut too yeah yeah uh but for for those of you playing at home just to remind you uh this is the one where they're trying that uh, one guy is trying to launch an arrow to start the funeral pyre and keeps missing Mm. uh this is the arrival of the crows at cranster um, this is the unveiling of Podrick's magic cock. We'll yeah. get to that one. And this is where uh, Jim Jam gets free. Jim Jam Lannister gets freehand. Yep. So uh, yeah, we'll get through all of that. So I don't know. We seem to be actually just slightly disagreeing on the quality of this episode. So let's just see who wins by the end of it by discussing very first our uh, second question: the MVP or least valuable part, if you like. Um, no, it's not an episode of least valuable parts. Mm-hmm. It, like the, At its worst moments, it was just a tad boring for me, so I don't have any standout hatred for anybody in particular, but if I am going to give an MVP, like Brienne of Tarth just fucking rules. She really does. She is not a soft cheese at all, my friend. She, <laughs> she is no. hard as fuck and just goes fighting and swinging and stuff. Yeah, I don't know like cheese as well enough to know a hard one, but Stilton? Stilton sounds tough. Pretty sure that's a moldy cheese. I mean, it's so tough, it like doesn't even want to be eaten. It's just in <laughs> defiance for that long. No, I mean, this is where both she and Jim Jam Lannister are, uh, you know, prisoners of the Brotherhood Without Banners. Actually, no, that's not them. That's um, mm. one of this rogue group is um, from with Noah Taylor as their leader. I don't know what the hell they're called. Uh, but yes, I agree. She's got some good back and forth with Jim Jam, who's all like, you know, they're going to take advantage of you tonight. You need to just not resist. Otherwise, they'll knock out your teeth. It's like, do you think I care about my teeth? Mm. And yeah, when it comes down to it, she just keeps on fighting, even though fortunately nothing happens. Yeah, I was close to giving it to Jamie, but he's a little bit too smug. And I think they lean into that a little bit too hard where 
It, I don't know. I guess I always knew his comeuppance was coming. Well, he started the episode with two hands. As so. soon as, yeah, as soon as you saw him in, in this, the first shot of him on the back of the horse, you're like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yep, this is the one. Yeah. Um, there yeah. does seem to be a f- fair amount of firsts in this one. Hmm. And uh, the texture of Stilton is a semi-soft, crumbly, creamier with increasing age. Okay. It gets crumblier and creamier with age. Mm. Crumbly and creamy feel like they don't go together as things. You ever had one of those Mersey Valley cheeses, the one that put, like, pickled onion in it and stuff? I have not. Very good shit. What about you, listener? An example of a hard cheese would be Pecorino, uh, um, (laughs) or Parmesan, or Parmesan Reggiano, or Romano. Pecorino sounds like a Mexican insult. Mm? Fuck you, Pecorino. (laughs) Or a well-endowed Lucha Libre wrestler. I I will take that. Actually, that's much better. We'll go with that one. (laughs) We'll take two. Um, let's see, what else have I got here? My MVP on this one, I think, has to be Podrick's Magic Cock. (laughs) (laughs) I just love this whole bit. Like, even, okay, whole scene starts and Tyrion's having some back and forth with Littlefinger about, you know, his finances because he wants all of Littlefinger's books to figure out, you know, how the brothel's been running, which is kind of like the quiet heart of the city, Uh. uh, which is what I think it was going on, at least. Um, and then Podrick's just staring down Rosie's top the entire time, and, you know, that's kind of why she's there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, and then walking through the brothel, and he's all distracted, and then just Tyrion and Bronn are just having this back and forth, because they've, you know, probably done all these women before. It's no big deal to them. And then he, you know, introduces them. So, for help for, you know, spearing in the back of her head my would-be assailant, here are three women, one of whom is very flexible. Yeah. <laughs> and when she was first shown, and I guess, nudity. Yeah. Well, that'd be nudity, but, you know. I thought she was doing, like, a bit of uh, uh, genital spreading there, but it was just a deceptive trick of the undies. Yeah, the whatever wrap thing she's wearing makes a very particular shape in the yeah. uh, crotchal region. Which, yeah, for a sec, I did a double take as well. I'm sure, like, I'm sure they wouldn't go that far on Game of Thrones, but... Mm. Yeah, and they didn't, but for a second. Yeah, um, and I think they knew they were doing that. <laughs> I, I, they absolutely know. The costume designers on this show work very hard. Yeah, um, but... Yeah, what a wonderful scene, and just seeing him. And like, well, no, it's it's the follow up that is absolutely delightful. Where I don't know it, the lead up as mm-hmm. well. Like in the same way that uh, uh, John Goodman's character in The Big Lebowski would cut away from conversation to say "Shut up, Dottie." Just mm-hmm. Terry and constantly go catch up, Podrick. Stop looking, Podrick. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, no, it's all fun. Um, but then you know, and they call it the Miranese knot, by the way, uh, mm. Marine. So I thought that was an interesting little detail. Um, but yeah, but then it's just Tyrion and Bronn are talking, and Bronn has a good line of like, I've never borrowed money before, I'm unfamiliar with the concept. How yeah. does it work? He's like, well, you know, you're supposed to pay it back. What if I don't? But you're supposed to. What if I don't? This is why I don't lend you money. So it's like a child, yeah. and you're not really expecting anything. And Podrick walks back in and kind of head down, gives him the money back. He's like, Podrick, that was a present. He's like, oh no, they just gave me the money back. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and they try to curry favor, and Tyrion's like, they never, they know if they were going to curry favor, they'd, you know, do me for free. What happened? You just, he's like, well, what did you do? And he's like, oh, you know, lots of things. Like, and they just like these things so much that yeah. they gave you the money back. Yeah. You're going to have to go through this. <laughs> but yeah, Tyrion and Bron just share a look. It's like, well, we know what comes next. You know, gather around, grab the wine. <laughs> like, We're going to need details. <laughs> uh, I mean, We're going to need chicken wings and another keg. Yeah, I know. And it's just one of those few examples of someone in Game of Thrones having a good time, mm. which is so rare. I do quite relish it. And it's just, it's hilarious. He got a consequence-free orgy. Like, know, good, good on Podrick. Good for him. That... <laughs> Was at no expense to anybody. No. If any, it everybody benefit. won. Yeah, nobody lost a head or a dick or a hand. It all went smashingly. Yeah, that's so rare in this show. I just want to celebrate it. Mm. The other person who comes out pretty well in this show, Segway. 
uh, was Hot Pie, who, uh, mm. again, I'm pretty sure he survives this entire show just by being a little little chef and a little in. That's it. Yeah. Uh, um, and, yeah, I wrote down his name as Pie Guy and then realized it's kind of weird that, you know, Guy, G-U-Y, and Pie, P-I-E. And then I tried swapping around, you know, because, yeah, the... What do they call them when it rhymes? <laughs> uh, but then spelt different. <laughs> oh, homonym? Yeah, sure. Uh, and yeah, P-U-Y-G-I-E is really hard to read. Yep. Well, <laughs> write it down at home. You were very uh, distracted during this scene <laughs> with yep. wordplay. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, not too much is going on. They want on. me back with a bit of wolf bread. Yeah, I know. And I, I like that it also looks a bit shit. And then later on in the series, he does give her a better one. Mm. I'm like, oh, oh that's, yeah, that's yeah, right. Pot pie. Yeah, we're like seeing, uh, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Buddy Murphy? No, that's a wrestler. Uh, Buddy from Cake Boss, you know, his origins. <laughs> this yeah. is what he would have done in Game of Thrones. Yeah. West Roasty Cake, Cake Boss. I'm on board. Sure, <laughs> let's have that show. Get, uh, HBO, they they have announced their uh, new series that's coming soon to oh, HBO really? Max. Yeah, um, I can't remember the name of it now. Well... God, what do we do about? I guess we wait until it ends. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, then we do. We both watch it backwards. It could be years. Mm. Imagine if yeah, the the spinoff like this becomes Game of Thrones Frasier, like the Game of Thrones spinoff that becomes way more popular and uh, launches the career of God. I don't know, Podrick. <laughs> you mean Podrick's Magic Cock? Mm. Yeah, he uh, he <laughs> ends up taking a radio show as a sex advice col- uh, radio guy. Mm, so sex in king's landing that doesn't really work for the city does it damn it um it's called house of the dragon and it's like a prequel series that follows the civil war between the targaryens as they take over right mm-hmm. so are any stars expected to return for it no none of them have been born yet as in none of them have been in the show none of the characters exist yet so it's called house of dragon yep and it's theoretically from a time before there were dragons no no this is back when okay um because their banner is the dragon mm. yeah and also dragons used to be a thing and then they kind of got like uh smaller and smaller because they were kept in captivity until they all died out and then everyone thought they were gone and then daenerys gets three more huh. so that's why that's a big deal um just to back shadow that a little bit um yeah i don't know it exists but i mean they could have whatever we we're talking about and i've forgotten but uh could mm. have podrick's magic cock maybe uh <laughs> yeah we say like podrick's grandfather yeah like winning over the favor of a of a witch mm. to grant him and all his descendants magic penises. I wonder how much they're going to do that. It's sort of like what I've in my own head referred to as like the Muppet Babies thing, where they do the spin-off series, uh, or it's like the Flying Hellfish from was, The Simpsons. I was going to say um, something like Star Wars. You mean? I'm assuming you're coming to like the point of. Uh, and that's this is this person's great grandfather, yeah. you know, and th- and their grandfather knew that grandfather, and they were always friends, just like those two. And they people. were like, oh, one day your great grandson's gonna be the death of mine. Walk walker. Yeah, like if Jon Snow's grandfather who was fat met Sam's grandfather who was skinny, and yeah, that's all flipped. Yeah, and they have a little look, look at the camera and wink. I don't think they'll be able to resist. I mean, there'll be something. It'll probably be a very deep cut. Yeah. So that's probably good for all the book fans. Is it based on anything that Ger Martin wrote? Yeah, Ger Martin wrote like a companion piece to this. I think it's also called House of Fire or House of Dragons or something of fire. Yeah, you know, he's fire dragons. It's all the same thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's following that, apparently. And also some of the histories you read about into the Game of Thrones books. Oh, interesting. He likes his world building, especially in history. Well, good luck to him. I'm assuming it won't work. I mean, I, they just have so much bad blood to shed. 
That's going to be the biggest problem is if they make a single misstep in that first season, everyone's going to be on their ass. Well, also HBO is constantly teetering on people thinking it's not worth it. Mm. Like, because it is now that it's a streaming as well, it is one of the most premium ones and it still hasn't quite justified itself. Um, so I don't know. I really hope that the, there's someone better than Tyrion or Littlefinger doing their budget. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll find out. But you know, let's get back to this show. Uh, in Dragons of House. I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> coming in twenty thirty four. Yeah, I don't know. Let's hope they have a good theme song that sounds good backwards. It's better. Mm. Yeah. Okay. If it does, then we know they're pandering to us. Yeah. It doesn't come out till twenty twenty two, but you know, we'll, we'll know. We'll, we'll know. know. Yeah. Oh, uh, man, what was my bit here? Oh, yeah, nudity. Um, we mentioned the brothel. That's pretty much it. Yep. Yeah. It uh, was not egregious, I thought. No, no, it's pretty much just, th- it's there, because they don't pull focus to it by, by, by the camera. If anything, they're focused on Podrick, and he's, like, looking around at stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's fine. It's good. It's only that little spready moment that I was like, oh, my monocle. <laughs> but, but that's about your, like, a Podrick perspective then. You're yeah. meant to be like, my monocle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that's fine. Um, yep, 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 yep. Hang on, I'm looking at notes. Because <laughs> then we just move straight to violence. Violence. Uh, yeah. Someone gets his hand chopped off. Some guy. Yeah, some some Jim Jammy guy. Mm, I think he's a janitor. Um, <laughs> Jamie Lannister was a janitor. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, this whole thing I do quite like, although I do agree that they're leaning into it a little bit hard. Like, yes, Jamie's all like, you know, they're taking, they're, they've dragged Brianna off and he's trying to negotiate for, you know, her, not release, but to not be assaulted. And yeah. he's all like, you know why they call uh, the, you know, her, her home, the, um, the Sapphire Isle? It's because she has all the sapphires in the world. And if you need to bring, you know, her father won't pay as much if she's been hurt or, or violated or whatever. And, yeah, this is another one of those times where I was like, uh, even in the forward watch, I think I would have been like, okay, I've heard this story. Like, mm-hmm. you kind of gave away the bit. Like, yeah, yeah. But then the problem is, the you know, his captor is then way too nice to him. It's like, Jamie, J- Jamie, you should see this coming. Come on. I guess we didn't know as the audience that that's the whole thing with the Sapphire Isle. So maybe mm. it was a fun misdirect, but I don't know. Felt like hearing the same thing twice. And especially yeah. with that super well, smug de- delivery, it's just he's asking for a limb to get cut off. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, how about you undo these chains just so I can lie down? Like, oh, would you like some food? Oh, here's a table for you, sir. And it's like, yeah, you should be real suspicious. To be fair to the creators, I do think they do a good job of a misdirect because they kind of pin him down. And they're all like, your dad's not here to save you, you stupid dick. Stop being a whiny little pain oh, in the and ass. That, uh, and just hold that the, knife oh. right to his eye. And it's like, yeah, that's good. And so you do legitimately think that's everything. And the music builds and builds and builds and then backs yeah. off. And you're like, oh, okay, everything's fine. The music is. And then... Yeah, no, it tells like, oh yeah, <laughs> and I think uh, you know Jim Jam Lannister's reaction is very because there's a moment of just like nothing, and he's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, no, it'd take time to process it, and the adrenaline would keep you from feeling absolute pain, and then you're like, oh, that's bad. Oh, that's the one I used my sword for. Aww. Yeah, and then it's just a really weird smash cut to a like rockabilly rock song, and. Uh, yeah, so the the band here is the Hold Steady. I wasn't that familiar with them. Neither am I. They're playing uh, an electric version of the Bear and the Maiden Fair, which we hear them singing at the beginning of the episode. Which sound lyrically sounds like it's about a story of a woman having sex with a bear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but point is, it was just it was a terrible music choice. Mm. Like just awful because it's 
electric, so it's completely out of, you know, context of the show. And I, it makes the previous scene sound more whimsical. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you have a big shocking violent scene and then like a feel good rock song. It feels like, ah, waka waka. And it's like, no, no, this was actually very shocking and harrowing. I remember being really stunned when this happened on the forward watch and to undermine your own moment that you built to so well makes no fucking sense to me. And, well, especially because yeah. the score of the show, like I know it's the end credits and you've got a little bit of leeway, but like the overall tone of the show is orchestral, you know? Yeah. It's these older sounding instruments and although yeah, I don't know what year this is meant to take place in. Mm. And a lot of, yeah, they might not have violins and cellos. But... N- not as we know them, but it, yeah. it's a lot of these sort of long droney stringy things that would have been on like those limited uh, instruments mm. like that Urhu violin over there yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, big timpanies and sort of fucking drums and shit yep. not like sort yeah. of punk drums like yeah it was a really weird choice and I don't know why that because as far as I know this is the only time they have any kind of modern instrument electrical instrument in the show and it just like i was trying to think do they even have a guitar at any point like no maybe like a lyre or a lute or a precursor to a guitar i don't know but, may- um, maybe at most a nylon string but not a fucking distorted yeah. power chord guitar no and I, I just don't get it like we both kind of thought this was a mistake as in the dvd had fucked up and they'd loaded the wrong song or something mm. um but no like once we heard the lyrics like oh this is the song from the beginning why is this here yeah yeah really weird choice i don't get it all i don't need the dead silence like we had with the red wedding because that was such a good moment but why undermine your own moment of like a big game-changing moment. This is Jamie Lannister. He's a big, important character. He's known as a great sword fighter. To take his hand is a big deal. And then wag wag a bum, bada bum, bada bum, bada bum, bada bum, bada bum, bum, bum. It's like why? Like, yeah, that's it. It's just and yeah, it's like usually they pick their end credits music to match those sort of harrowing moments, and like sometimes they've just gone out on like one of those shocking things with just fucking dead silence, maybe a little bit of airy ambient stuff, but. Yeah, just the theme song. It's fine. Just cut to black. Da, 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 da. That's it. Yeah. I don't get it at all. So, I don't know. HBO, hit us up. What the fuck? Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, that, this has been the new segment, Music Notes, and possibly the only <laughs> segment ever. <laughs> uh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was low-hanging fruit, but come on. Um, Let's see. That is our questionnaire done. So, we just have to just chew through some notes here. And to be fair, a lot of these don't this is the kind of conversations we were talking about where a lot of these don't really fit into any category because no one's naked or dies. Yeah. Um, uh, but oh. it was to, nice to see someone making another appearance from the church of googly-eyed dead people. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning, the guy on the funeral pyre were immediately like, what? Just Which look- just makes the arrow missing that much goofier. So he's just got googly eyes and no one can hit him with an arrow. Sorry, I forgot a moment of violence, uh, which is when we see the beginnings of Theon Greyjoy being released by Rue, well, released mm. in quotation marks. And uh, man, Ramsay Snow really sells this as a big deception. He even has gives him a horse and gets him to ride off on his own and then has these guards try to chase him down and uh, yeah, pin him to the ground and remove his pants in a planned rape scene that also didn't happen, thankfully. Yeah, so who were these uh, would-be deliver of Rancers? I think these were just random, uh, you know, guards under Ramsey's control. And oh. he was all like, oh, you need to go capture my, you know, captive. Ah, and then I'm going to betray him so I can trick him later. And he'll be so surprised. It will totally be worth your lives. Right. Okay. So Ramsey's a dick. That's Ramsey the explainer just, of the situation. That Ramsey I wasn't. is a massive dick bag. Yeah. I didn't know if these were like, um, 
yeah, sort of hillbilly folk that were sitting in the woods. Uh, oh, you're going to the wrong place, boy. You know. Yeah, I mean, they were a little too well-armed for that, I assume. I don't know how their hillbillies work in this mm. uh, But yeah, there did seem to be some familiarity. So I was like, why would that... Oh, because Ramsey's a bastard. That's, That's right. right. Total bastard. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was my only other note of violence. Yeah, man, just looking through it, it's like, oh, the hound was there and he hit his head. Uh, what else? That was some comedy that was, like, good because it was in-universe comedy when they're all, like, you know, they have the hound and they're, like, cover his head with a sack. is like, ah, oh, you're an ugly fucker. And then just walk him into the the frame of the carriage. Like, boom, oh, mind your head. Mm. That was at least in-universe. That was someone having a joke that, uh, you know, made sense. I had a moment here that's, like, Arya is doing a Leviosa. <laughs> I think, oh, because she was co- pre- pre- correcting Pie Guy's pronunciation. Ah, uh, yeah, because he calls it like Winter Hell or something. Yeah. She's like, no, it's Winter Fell. He's like, are you sure? I, was like, I live there. Yeah, <laughs> pretty I sure. I think I know. Yeah. Uh, I find her passing, you know, what are you, what's the like less than affection? Just tolerance, but yeah. more than that. Yeah, somewhere between tolerance guy. and affection. Yeah. Fondness, maybe. I don't know. That's too much. Whatever, that thing. Uh, the whole episode starts off with, well, I mean, other than the uh, guy who, ca- Emmond, I believe it's Emmond, can't shoot properly, uh, which is funny. To be to, to his favor, he did bring more than one flammable arrow. Yeah. So he kind, he was at least prepared to fail. Um, and then the blackfish takes it, just, poof, does it in one and gives him the bow back before it's even landed. And that's confidence. So blackfish is the dude whose castle got like fucked yeah. up in like season six or yeah, something? Yeah, way later. And I believe the episode is all the malords mm. um, when they're like, but he's the malord of this. And you're the malord uh, of that. Yeah, of course. I'm pretty sure that was blackfish. And I think he dies off screen. That's right. We were angry about that because mm. he gets surrounded and then it cuts and they're like, oh, we've killed him. Like, Why did we not see that? Yeah. Okay, wow, I remember the shit parts of uh, Season 8 or 7, whichever one it was. Mm. Yeah, wow, cool. Way to fuck that up, Game of Thrones. Um, but yeah, he's pretty cool here. He's just got some good one-liners. I do like the scene where Emmond and Blackfish and Rob are all talking about Emmond's latest bungle on the battlefield. And he's like, oh, you know, I scared the mountain off. He's like, we were trying to draw the mountain out because he's an idiot and he would have just charged right in and gotten surrounded and killed. But mm. now we can't do that, can we, idiot? Yeah. Yeah, and this also then sets up the uh, two uh, child captives that they got that are Tywin's grandsons, so that's, you know, nice. With one of them that just looks way too much like uh, the future looks king. Looks so much like Tom, and it's if that's not his brother, that is the best casting they've ever done. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is so close. I honestly think it's him. Like, they just kept him around. Yeah, I mean, it must It was be. a nice kid, or he saw the producers doing something compromising. Yeah, maybe. And they're just like, you know what, we have a role for you. Uh, you can be Tom and... He's, he gets to make out with Marjorie Tyrell. Yeah. That's a pretty good reward. Um, yeah. And then later on when uh, Rob's wife is kind of dressing their wounds, and they're like, is it true what they say about him? He can turn into a wolf and he eats men. She's like, totally. Yeah. 100% true. So yeah, that's kind of cute. And then this is the least context for that scene next or last episode where they just get murdered. So. Yeah. Bleak. Fucking bleak. Bleak. Uh, oh, everything is bleak. Yeah. Again, this is why we relish so much in Podrick having a good time. Yeah. Because it's so <laughs> rare. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, we have a meeting of the small council. I feel like this might be the first meeting of the small council because they're talking about how nice it is here. And I just want to say, they're kind of, in this scene, they're kind of a lovable, lovable band of misfits when they first walk in. You've got Varys mm. and Tyrion and Littlefinger and the old maester dude. And it's like, you guys look like you're ready for some kind of wacky adventure. I would watch that <laughs> show. I know it doesn't happen, but if you like, like a hangover style, crazy, wacky adventure somewhere, I'm on board to that show that will never happen. All right. Like, yeah, uh, uh, it's, they've misplaced Tywin's favourite 
shoes or something. Yeah, and like, oh no, why do we get it? Waka waka. Yeah, and they all have to learn to work together, and yeah. especially because a lot of them don't like each other and want to kill exactly. each other. Exactly. It's like the minor adventure club. Mm. Um, and then we get a little bit where, you know, Cersei comes in and she just drags a chair over to sit next to Tywin Lannister, like, I'm daddy's girl, motherfuckers. Oh. Yeah, uh, we'll say that, um, I will say that Lena Headey really nails it with just this very kind of <laughs> smug kind of look. You're like, yeah, I hate you. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that Tyrion takes so long to drag it to the head of the table when you think it's going to come around. Like, no, to the head. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, he's going to sit in direct opposition of his father. It's great. I will say, uh, despite, I mean, Tyrion again, employee of the month. He's always mm-hmm. fantastic. But fucking hell, the scar looks way um, less than it did last episode. Yeah, and it's much fresher now. I, I don't know when it happens. It's either end of last season or beginning of this one. Uh, so it's, you know, pretty recent. I really do want to just look at, like, one f- uh, frame of Tyrion from every episode to see the scar, because yeah, it just a seems... photo of Tyrion every day. It just seems wildly inconsistent. Yeah, we've got to prove this, I think. It's, it's, we've, we've talked enough smack. Let's check this scar. Mm. Um... Yeah, I mean, to be fair, in the books, apparently it actually takes off his entire nose, so I'm glad we don't have to look at that, because mm. that would be nasty. No, uh, Peter Dinklage, yeah, it was in his contract. He won't yep. shave his hair and he won't uh, remove his nose. Yeah, I mean, fair, fair. <laughs> yeah, put nudity in there, remove his clothes, but not the nose. Um, Do we ever see Tyrion nude? Do we mm, see some... I mean, he... No, I don't think so. He's usually clothed, mm. but um, he's around a lot of nude people. Uh, it's just, yeah, you see a lot of people's incidental butts in this show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've seen John Bumshovey's butt. We've seen yep. Rob, Rob's butt. Uh, we saw Theon Greyjoy's butt today. Actually, come to think of it, it's mostly the hot people. We haven't seen, like, Maester or no. Old Maester or uh, the Hound. <laughs> <laughs> the Hound's butt. Um, and, yeah, just a quick shout to Old Maester. There's someone who gives, like, in that small council meeting that gives, like, a sly jab at someone, and he doesn't get it, and he's like, oh, good for you. Mm-hmm. It's like, you positive old doddering idiot. Mm. Mm, uh, ghost right. ghosted Sam. Oh yeah, Ghost was just there. He's like, "Hey, Ghost!" And he's like, <laughs> runs oh. off. To, uh, he's looking for John, I guess. To be fair, and they're not together. That's what that was. Okay, that makes sense now. Ah, uh, and yeah, we see. Uh, is this the first time he meets Gilly? Yeah, Gilly uh, is given birth. There we go. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's very got to be very weird. I know they probably didn't shoot this in order, so maybe her first scene wasn't pregnancy screaming, mm. but it'd be really kind of funny if it was. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, everyone, welcome this new actor. Now I'm just going to need you to lie there and just scream your lungs out for a solid uh, four hours. <laughs> we'll just do it again and again and again and again and again. If you can imagine a fully formed human coming out of uh, that. Okay, action. Um, yeah, and then Cranstor refers to Sam as a walking feast and then laughs like way too much at his old joke. He's like, you know, I know Cranstor's a cunt, but... Man, he's just he's just the worst. What was this laugh? What a fucking choice. It was just afong, afong. like it, it was so weird. I imagine it's like what well, just make a really annoying grating laugh and then the fact that you're laughing this much at your own bit while no one else has is makes you just so annoying. It's mm. like, yep, yep, that's 100% what happens. Worst kind of stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely terrible. Yeah, Cranstor should not get into stand-up. I do like when they're leaving hot pie and he's like, "Oh, don't get stabbed." And like, "Good, don't burn your fingers." Mm. Bye. Our lives could be very different now. Bye. Hey, chefs out there, you're doing you're doing good work. Yep. Uh, the Blackfish has a good line of, even in war's darkest days, there are parts of the world where absolutely nothing is happening. Mm. Like, that's that's nice, I guess. Yeah, another good line. I'm assuming about Ned is just like, I'm surprised Death got him and you didn't expect it to have the persistence or some such like that. 
Yeah, yeah. There's a good um, quote someone said about Roosevelt, which was, of course he died in his sleep. If, he, if he'd been awake, there would have been a fight. Mm. It's like, damn, that's good. <laughs> well, Roosevelt would have kicked the Grim Reaper's ass. Yeah, I mean, what, he got a scythe? <laughs> Robes, <laughs> come on. Uh, then Man's Raider and some of the other wildlings come across a bit of uh, art attack from the White Walkers. <laughs> this big uh, horse corpse spiral. Yeah, my note for that was the cell eat ya. Fucking horse heart out. Yeah, man. Sorry, Horse Corpse Spiral is now the name of my death metal band. Horse Corpse Spiral? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that was that bit. That's pretty much it. And they just establish a plan, and they're like, Tormund, go to war. And he's like, cool, I get to go fight. I'm Tormund. And that's about it. Mm. Uh, yeah, peace is moving, you know. Uh, yeah, but then we get a little, little bit, just a tiny bit, of uh, Milhouse Van Houten uh, and Stannis Baratheon. And she's all like mystical ways, yada, yada, yada. And Stannis is all like... You know, that. remember when, you know, we had sex and you birthed a shadow monster and that killed one of my enemies? Can we do that again? Cause mm. Just for the killing part, not because I was into it or anything. Uh, so I wrote down that Stannis was hot for Preacher. Oh. Yeah. Rest I was in happy peace, Eddie Van Halen. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Um, yeah, just all of this sucked. Wait, birthed a shadow monster? You'll see it. Bit, okay. of ba- bit of backshadowing, but people have mentioned it enough that, uh, yeah, it's a thing. You'll see. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just Stannis just fucking full creeping out on her. and Yeah, and then she's like, but your fires are low, my king. Oh, snap! <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, if Game of Thrones had a canned audience, it'd be, whoa! <laughs> no, yes. she didn't. She went She did. There. Oh, she went there and bought the t-shirt. Uh, we find out with a... Again, again, why are there so many episodes named after Daenerys? It could have been Horse Corpse Spiral, but instead it's Walk of Punishment, <laughs> where what this is is just a wall in whatever slave city she's in where they put the slaves who have misbehaved and then walk the other slaves past them to be like, this will, what'll, this will be what happens to you if you misbehave. With and, a capital T crucifixion. Yeah, yeah, capital T. No lowercase t. Weren't the other ones L's? Uh, yes, but they were the highway markers. Yeah, yeah. You didn't need the other side, so why waste the Not L's like Waluigi L's. Yeah, that's needlessly complicated. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but that's that's it. And that's why this episode gets named after that. And it's, I don't know. Yeah. We see how she got Miss Sunday. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. I do like... I do like this as an establishing character for Miss Sunday mm. because, you know, we're seeing the translation of the slaver in Dothraki and then she's uh, diplomatically translating it to Daenerys, finding, like, ways when he's all like, oh, I just like the shape of her ass and, oh, that slut doesn't have the money and she's finding, like, clever ways to get around that. Very yeah. cool way to show this character is, first of all, can speak both languages fluently and, second of all, very clever and diplomatic. It's a really good way to let you know who this is without really doing anything extra. It was just necessary for the scene and it establishes her. I thought that was great. Yeah, and especially with Miss Sunday, I feel like often she's just an afterthought in a lot of scenes Mm. and she didn't get particularly a lot of great stuff to do unless it was those uh, teach-me-to-read moments. Yeah. Um, Which is a shame. I really like her as a character. Same. Um, and especially, yeah, given these moments as well, where she is doing her diplomatic duty. But yeah, I guess Daenerys sort of does a lot of the talking, so she doesn't get a lot to do. Yeah, no, she's just kind of weird where she's all like, oh, I'm going to sell one of my dragons. And then both are advised like, no, you couldn't possibly do that. They're doing it quite legitimately and they're clearly butting in. I feel like they would mm. know better. Like it would have been, to me, it should have been a moment later where they like leave the... Uh, where they leave the negotiation and they're like, what the hell? And she's like, shut up and trust me, dick nuts. Yeah. 
Well, I thought they were overacting as I, well. Yeah, especially Jorah Mon. Yeah, he just does this head bobble. He's going, Khaleesi, please. He's just like looking like a fucking pigeon. And I know like he probably gave them a bunch of takes. Yeah, and maybe yeah. we can blame the editor, but fucking hell. That yeah, was- way oversold. Possibly the worst acting I've seen that guy do in this show. And it's just it, like, did he make really good friends with one of the dragons? Mm. Like, it's such a weird moment that he's all like, no, you can't possibly. And it's like, mm, you need to turn this down by about seven degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Weird moment, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I realize I don't really, I don't think I've ever liked a lot of what Jorah Mong did. Like, Yeah, true. He's just, he's a little too, yeah, friend zone Like everyone, it, it all ties into this. Everyone just loves Daenerys. Yeah. And that's basically it. Well, he's got the, personality of like a firm pecorino or something no not even that because he doesn't have any flavor like he is just like hard cardboard it's mm-hmm. yeah yeah he, he does what a scene requires him to do and that's mostly it and that's basically just pandered to Khaleesi the entire time and Dan I, Brady and just and I can't remember any of the fight scenes that I end up liking because yeah I mean, he does have some maybe he's got that one in the fighting pit where he's up against a big guy and oh, yeah takes his head off and he's got some cool stuff uh, again, I feel like it's not the actor's fault. I feel like he's doing it the best he can with what he's got. He just has, doesn't have anything that lets him have much of a personality. Even yeah. the stories about his past are usually just, this is a fact, I used to be a sellsword. No, I um, mean, it's a show of a huge cast, and a yeah. lot of characters are going to feel underdeveloped at times, because yeah. they probably are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't develop everybody. Yeah. So. Yeah, and who knows, because there must be a big problem as well of not knowing what from the books is going to get cut, mm-hmm. so then how much do you build on these things, because, yeah, whatever. Um, And that leads me to, oh yeah, Miss Sunday did have a good exiting line of, uh, you know, Dan Brady's all like, oh, I spoke to one of the slaves off the cross and I offered him water and he rejected it, and do you know what he said to me? And she said, yeah, I know what he said, there are no masters in the grave. I'm like, well, that's mm. a good line. Got some good lines in this show. Yeah, so that, I think, puts me out of notes. How yeah, about you? I'm done. Well, if I'm out of notes and you're out of notes, then we must ask our final question. How did we get here? Well, um, a little Dark Birdie told me that the next episode's going to be called Dark Wings, Dark Words. Oh, right. So, so is this where I meet the Shadow Demon? Does it have wings? I mean, not that I remember, but it's been a very long time. I think, nah, that's not going to happen because we know Hot Pie got the job at this little bakery. He <laughs> said he baked them bread, but maybe he also made them some like wings with some dark barbecue sauce. Mm. You know, that kind of sticky kind of toffee type. And it, they were just like, these are the best wings. Uh, and I, I, don't, I don't know what the dark words then are, though. So I guess someone's speech bubble is just really dark. <laughs> Interesting take. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm winging it here, but I'm... Hey, with your words. With my dark words. So dark. So goth. Mm -hmm. So So, goth. So brooding. Yep, yep. Yeah, um, but otherwise, I don't have anything to go off. I guess it's about Daenerys. Uh, She uh, she has her dragons. Realistically, it's something about crows, I'm sure. Ah, yeah. Because they have dark wings, they carry messages. Ravens, sorry, not crows. Mm. Whatever, one of them blackbirds, I've ruined my own fun. Anyway, till then, I've been BT Calloway. That's been Elliot J. O'Neill. Singing in the Night of Dead. Blackbird, anyway. And for now, I'll watch his end. Horse chopped round, keep going. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm trying to work in lateralis into a horse spiral. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> Way to give yourself a mission. <laughs> Dead horse.
<laughs> uh, uh, it's got to be two syllables. So one, then two, then uh, three, uh, one, then five. One, no, it's yeah, one, 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 two, yeah. three. Oh, sorry, my apologies, you're right. <laughs> dead horse lying. It's dead horse in spiral. The snow. <laughs> yeah. Makes makes a spiral, so. <laughs> yeah, we can get there, but let's not. That sounds hard. Shocked is that guy, Jon Snow. That probably didn't fit, but whatever. Fuck it, whatever. Are we are we here for songs of game? No. Nope. Ga- game of songs? Damn it. <laughs> that was better.